You're listening to the Dear Billionaire Podcast, an honest conversation about attracting and retaining world-class household staff. So whether you're a millionaire or a billionaire, new money or old, if you already have a house manager and estate manager, or you're thinking about hiring one, you'll better understand how to be a good employer to find and retain trusted world-class staff, why you should care more about the people working inside of your home, and how to turn over the reins of management of your most valuable assets. I'm Kelly Ford Dixon. I was an estate manager for some of the wealthiest families in the world and am currently a luxury home management consultant. I'll be sharing some wisdom from other service professionals that may help improve the enjoyment of your amazingly complex life. So hello and welcome. So this week we're talking about hybrid roles, why they benefit no one. Recent job descriptions for estate managers have become almost laughable with these unrealistic expectations and impossible deliverables. In addition to having a college degree, being technology savvy, managing contractors, having CPR certification, paying bills, managing budgets, producing A-list events, all while working under high-pressure jobs, 24-7 environments. Just seems to not be enough these days for some homeowners and principals. What we're seeing a lot of, and it hasn't been necessarily just post-COVID, but we're seeing laundry tasks and kids chauffeurs and housekeeping duties as well as the unheard of thought of you could do all of this and cook some decent meals that won't kill someone, but grocery shopping, personal shopping, executive assistant for someone's business, personal assistance duties, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So as with any job, an employee should have a high level of flexibility to ensure that this ever adapting job role stays relevant, stays fluid, and meets the family needs. However, the growing trend of homeowners wanting fewer staff in their homes these days is absolutely understandable, but it shouldn't come at the cost of someone's personal life or personal health. And I would say this maybe goes so far as to be questionably um, unethical behavior. The endless scope of work becomes quickly exploitive and masked as sort of estate manager's duties. But unfortunately, in this do it or we'll find someone else to do it culture, Uh, it leads to unsustainable and unhealthy roles. So experienced industrial uh, industry professionals understand the implications and they walk away from these roles. However, new industry professionals and candidates who have been unemployed for a really long time and just need to get money back into their bank account have to accept these roles. And they justify it by just saying, you know, getting back to work, gaining something on my resume and getting a decent paycheck. Sadly, 
I was in this latter category myself. And I can tell you that uh, I hung on with gusto and it didn't work out well. So why does this happen so often? Um, we see these job listings get written, approved and posted. And innocently, I would say that they are written by people who just don't know any different from a staff member or a principal who writes these job descriptions. So we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. However, some of these are written by um, employers or uh, staff members who just don't care. They want what they want. They want minimal staff and they know they'll find someone to fill these roles. So oftentimes these get written with, here's what we know this estate manager needs to do on a day-to-day -day basis. This is what they know. But then they forget about the administrative timing and the day-to-day -day fire drills. So let's look at why all parties should want to change this practice. Uh, high staff turnover can damage the functionality of a home. Uh, if on top of all of the countless and untold hours lost to advertising this new position, recruiting, interviewing, hiring, onboarding, and training. Uh, a new staff member, you are looking at thousands of dollars lost in this process. And if staff feels unsuccessful, not valued, or constantly overwhelmed, they will eventually leave. Even worse, if they stay, they will create a toxic work environment or can create a toxic work environment by being unfocused, discouraged, resentful, resentful, and negative. So remember, tired and stressed out staff make bad decisions. They make mistakes. They're more likely to get injured. They aren't as likely to strategize about smart money decisions. More likely, they're going to say, let's spend the money just to get this job done. So by the very definition of what an estate manager does, and let's look at both words, an estate refers to an extensive piece of land, usually with a large home owned by one person, family or organization, and a manager is controlling of other staff's time and efficiency, as well as administrating uh, all of the other aspects of running a company or a similar organization like a household. And really, if we're not looking at running these larger properties like a company, we should. Uh, there's many, many similarities related to staffing, budgets, mechanical proactive maintenance, those sorts of things. So while estate managers are expected to manage all aspects of the estate, it doesn't mean that they need to be personally responsible for performing these duties. And truly, if they are in the trenches doing the work, they can't be an effective manager. So change the job title. Maybe this needs to be reclassified as a handyman or a maintenance technician. 
So here's what principals, homeowners, or chiefs of staff need to do. You really need to get realistic with your job expectations and realize that you may not understand the total day-to-day, month-to-month, year-to-year activity that needs to happen to run an effective estate. Invest time in building what I call a whole house master maintenance task list. This is a document that includes every single task related to maintaining that property and keeping up with principal's request, as well as desired frequency of those tasks and who performs those tasks. I do it in a big Excel spreadsheet and having this information in one spot is transformative and ask your staff to look at the detailed information that you have on this spreadsheet to and ask them to confirm or to update the information so that if they stepped out of that role tomorrow, you would have an adequate picture of the types of work that need to be accomplished to run that household. Next, take and calculate the number of hours or minutes that each task is required to uh, do the task properly and calculate those by the number of staff that you have. So if you have a housekeeper and they're designated to a hundred different tasks, how much time does it take them to do that? Um, If it's more than 40 or 45 hours, you need to look at hiring subcontract labor to perform maybe the heavier duties like window washing, light fixture cleaning, sending the bed linens to the cleaning service as opposed to doing them in the laundry at the household or hire a personal shopper, a driver or a chef to take care of those specific needs. Again, these are all different personality types to perform each and every one of these duties. So if you have a big picture manager, an estate manager, who is really good at keeping things uh, going strategically, managing the calendar, the correspondence, every single staff member, their time is wasted when they're digging a ditch or working on technology or whatever, uh, or in the car taking the kids to school. Um, When you hire these subcontractors, contract with them on a monthly or longer basis so you get preferential scheduling. Hire uh, educated and experienced professionals in those particular fields that you need to fill the gaps so that you get better quality work. And then after a set period of time, maybe six months or so, hire that particular task with either a part-time or a full-time staff member. Go ahead and add them to your staff. Then you know you've worked out the bugs, you've worked out the details, you know how much time that particular scope item requires, and then you can delegate that to a full-time staff or a part-time staff member. Here's what estate managers need to be doing. You only have as much power as you create when you walk into a new role. 
For instance, don't entertain these, <coughs> excuse me, don't entertain these hybrid roles that you feel are unrealistic. And if you must, you've, you've got to have a paycheck, prepare yourself for a short-term gig and build your personal savings quickly because you want to stop this repeat pattern that's happening to you and you're allowing it to happen. So without a personal savings, you become too desperate for the next job and you get in a cycle that is really, really hard to break. Um, next, don't stay too long in these roles because the mental and physical exhaustion will have a cost of its own to recover from. Always keep your resume up to date and always keep looking for the next position. Tell your recruiter what expectations you're comfortable with and what roles you will not consider. And in the next position that you take, get hired on your terms, but you have to know what those are to make sure that you um, articulate them and, and get people who are in agreement with accepting those terms. And to our domestic staff recruiters, you should be educating your client and maybe go so far as to require this client provided master maintenance task spreadsheet so that you can see that they've done the work related to the task involved in this particular role. Maybe they've mapped out how much time it takes to actually cook a meal, shop for it, um, work on the pantry items. You know, it's not just about cooking a meal. It's a much larger job. Um, and then make sure that you refuse to advertise or send candidates to any really, truly unrealistic roles, no matter who the client is. This private service industry needs to change. <clears throat> Principals are going to con continue to demand what they want when they want it. But merely hiring staff for each of these demanding roles uh, becomes tiring to manage. But imagine what it feels like to perform those duties single-handedly. So let's stop being unrealistic about this undated and unsustainable practice. Remember, private service professionals are in this industry because they love pleasing people. They love making life better for the family who employs them. They do understand what it takes to meet high expectations when expectations are clear and when they're realistic and when you are adequately staffed. So hiring adequate and well-trained professionals and working within reasonable expectations ultimately benefits everyone. By nature of private service industry and private service professionals and vendors, we all want to serve others, but if they're depleted, it doesn't serve anyone. This industry must embrace sustainable roles and acknowledge the positive and long lasting effects of lower turnover, retained, happy, trusted, and well-rested staff who devote their time and energy to your family. 
thank you for listening to the Dear Billionaire podcast. Please check our show notes, find us on social media, and sign up for emails to receive promotions and notifications from estate management systems about our house management systems and services. We also have a YouTube channel with past contents that may be of interest to you. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and to our YouTube channel to receive notices of our weekly topics. And lastly, I want to thank Leonie Lawrence Van Sandwich. She is my editor, virtual assistant, and all-around smart woman that keeps things on track around here. And to the brilliant Paige Ray Creative for all of my brand development for all of my products and services. Thank you for listening.